This is the Concealed Carry Podcast, Season 8, Episode 18. And welcome to the Concealed Carry Podcast. In fact, welcome to this special July 4th Independence Day edition. We are glad to be here with you uh, doing a special episode with you of the Concealed Carry Podcast. It's been a while since we did something like this. I am your humble host, Riley Bowman, and joined by my even more humble uh, <laughs> co-host and producer, Matthew Marister. Glad What's to up, be dude? here, man. Glad to be here. This is going to be fun. Unless I, you know, we're, we're doing things a little bit off uh, off script today because it's a, a, a different and unique and unusual episode. So lest I forget, this is the Concealed Carry Podcast brought to you by Mountain Man Medical. And we do have a couple of special episode sponsors today, which I will mention briefly. We'll do some uh, additional messages regarding them later in the episode. First up, CCW Safe for the Finest self-defense legal coverage in the industry go to ccwsafe.com and also we're featuring today uh in fact for the whole month of july um i've got a special discount code for uh those of you that want to use it for a ksg armory join or die on the back here you see that cool logo uh and on the front here knowledge skills gear the ksg logo right there these are ksg armory sun shirts perfect time of the year to, to get one these are these are going to protect you um, check them out you can go to ksgarmory.com forward slash sun shirt and that'll get you there and a discount code I'll, I'll provide that here later in the episode if you want to save 15 percent so today we are welcoming you all. It's uh, we're recording this on Friday, June thirtieth, uh, twenty twenty-three. A couple of days ahead of Independence Day, our nation's birthday, uh, which I think is next Tuesday. Is that right? One, two, three. Yeah, it should yeah. be Tuesday. So looking forward to. It's one of my favorite holidays of the year for sure, uh, for a variety of reasons. But uh, we're going to focus on probably one of the most important reasons why it's one of my favorite holidays because of what it represents, what it stands for, what it acknowledges took place in this nation over. In fact, it's, we're getting really close to 250 years ago now, a couple of years away from, I think, marking the 250-year mark. So uh, a special time of year. And today we're going to talk about this concept of freedom. We're going to talk all today about freedom and is there a better way than the American way than what we know as freedom here in the United States of America. So uh, this was kind of inspired a little bit by a late night conversation that you and I had across your kitchen counter Mm -hmm. um, last week when I was at your place in Ohio. I apologize, podcast fans. We didn't get an episode done while I was there. Um, Wasn't a lot of, I mean, unless we did it like, I think some of our late night conversations that lasted like an hour or two, we probably could have just done an episode, but we didn't necessarily launch into those late night (laughs) tirades, uh, you know, expecting to go as long as we did, I'm sure. (laughs) Yeah, you can imagine we get get a little long-winded and verbose. (laughs) Otherwise, the days were rather busy, uh, and so uh, didn't get a podcast done uh, while we were there together. But we're sitting there around the counter, 
uh, in the kitchen there talking. And I remember your wife making the comment, hey, that'd be a great podcast. <laughs> and I was like, okay, all right, fair enough. Let's do it. And since July 4th is coming right up, I think the time was appropriate to do so. Wrong. Yep. Yep. So I don't know where to start because we could start so many different places, but I am going to start by just mentioning, you know, uh, recently I completed, this is actually a couple months ago. Right now I'm working on the, uh, uh, the second book in this series, but I read or li- actually listened to this audio book called, uh, uh, glorious cause. Um, or is that the one I'm listening to right now? Sometimes I tend to get things mixed up. Hold you on. Listen to so many, man. Oh, it's Glorious Cause I'm listening to right now. That's right. Hold on, hold on. Uh, um, the book is Rise to Rebellion. There we go. By Jeff Shara, son of Michael Shara. Um, if you guys are familiar with books like uh, The Killer Angels and Gods and Generals and some of the movies that have been created from some of those books as well. I'm a huge fan of those books. Uh, they're all historical novels. And Michael's son, Jeff, has carried on his legacy in, in continuing to, to write, you know, uh, these fabulous uh, historical novels, which I, I appreciate. I enjoy. They're, they're fun to re- listen on road trips. I listened to um, The Glorious Cause, or at least part of it, as I was traveling back from Ohio the, a few days ago, uh, because it keeps it interesting, you know, in the dialogue and the storyline and everything. But at the same time, you're learning, you know, and, and studying these historical uh, events that are, you know, painstakingly researched by um, the Shara's, the Shara family. Uh, And so the Rise to Rebellion, a fantastic book. It takes you 24 hours to listen to it at 1x speed if you want to get through it. Uh, So it took a while. And it's all about the events leading up to the Revolutionary War. Like takes you right up to uh, uh, Lexington and Concord. And like first shots fired. And then like A Glorious Cause, which is the book I'm on now, is, is... events you know from there forward uh through a lot of the uh you know the the battles of the revolutionary war and the events going on there so it's been fun to go through that and refresh the memory of um Mm -hmm. you know how this all came to be yeah i mean we are so we are all so incredibly blessed to live in the nation that we do live in and this might be you know I don't know. Some people might take offense at this. I don't know, but I think the whole world, frankly, is pretty blessed that uh, that the United States of America ever came to existence as well. Because I think that we've been fortunate to bless all, all, so many other, you know, like pretty much all the other nations in the world because of what we have here and what we've been able to achieve, which has only been made possible. And a lot of that's because of the wealth we've been able to generate, the technology we've been able to create. But that wouldn't have been been possible, uh, at least in the in the relatively short span of history that's occurred, if we didn't have this free nation. You know, this nation of uh, yes, of laws, but also of of you know these constitutional principles, these Bill of Rights, these these natural rights that the Constitution embodied and recognized. And said, "Yes, every man, every woman, every child, every individual um, is uh, has a right to these unalienable rights." Like, and so, um, yeah, it's been humbling, you know, to like ponder about that. And I thought about it quite a bit as I was driving home from Ohio after competing at nationals last week. Yeah. So, 
anyway. Yeah, man. I, I think, I think it's crazy. Cause you know, you think about it and um, you know, our country, I, I, I believe God bless our country, the founding of our country, um, the, the circumstances in, in which um, it even began in, in, in the people that, um, that drafted these documents and the principles and the concepts. I mean, we talk about, you know, that our country is founded on Judeo Christian principles and uh, values and in that. And I, and I think it's clear that, you know, even while a lot of the framers might have held religious views, not all of them, but it's, it's unmistakable that there was a precept that was instilled in the founding of our country that we, we, we put God first and we were going to give and in doing so, we allowed people to say, we want them to be able to worship God how they want. We're not going to pick a, a, a state religion and, 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 you know, have this theocracy. It's, it's going to be a, a, a religious aspect in, in whatever you want to, you know, however you want to, um, worship God. That's, the, you know, we're, we're not going to, um, prohibit that. And you, you see, you know, where they came from, the monarchy and, in um, the state run religion. And so I think, you know, by doing that, God, God bless this country. And, um, while we were still as a nation, I think, uh, seeking God and, and following these principles, we, we continue to bless other countries and, and bring freedom to these, to these areas, um, that might not have, uh, had it. And, and, um, I think, we've certainly strayed away from the script <laughs> and it's, you know, we strayed away from God. And I think that our country is, it, it, we're seeing a, 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 an immoral country. I mean, I, 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 I just, I can't help but see it. And um, I, I mean, and I, I, I think that this is, it's, it's important because um, to understand the framers mindset, I, I was thinking about this and a couple of days ago, I wrote an article based, you know, because, um, I, I, I'm sure you guys have heard, you know, heard the, you probably heard it too, that, that one, um, police chief from Tulsa or, or, you know, he was like, Oh, I'm good with giving up some freedom for, you know, my guns. I'm, I'm good, good with giving up some freedom for some security. And I was thinking about that in, in juxtaposition of, you know, 4th of July coming in, there's this quote from John Adams, and if I can, it'll take like a minute to read it. But I think this really sums up like the 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 heart of like what our country was founded on. And and he says like he says uh, this is John Adams. He says while our country remains unattained or untainted with the principles and manners which are now producing desolation in so many parts of the world, while she continues sincere and incapable of insidious and in, 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 impious policy, we shall have the strongest reason to rejoice in the local destination assigned to us by providence. Uh, but should the people of America once become capable of that deep simulation towards one another and towards foreign nations, which assumes the language of justice and moderation while it is practicing iniquity and extravagance and displays the most captivating manner of charming pictures of candor, frankness, and sincerity, while it is rotting in rapine and insolence, 
this country will be the most miserable habitation in the world because we have no government armed with power capable of contending with human passions unbridled by morality and religion. Avarice, ambition, revenge, or gallantry would break the strongest cords of our constitution as a whale goes through a net. Our constitution was made only for a moral and religious people. It is wholly inadequate to to the government of any other. And I think that's like, I mean, that struck with, struck me. And I, since I heard it, you know, obviously I don't have it all memorized, but I mean, the freedom comes with responsibility. And if we don't have a, a governing principle of what morality is and everybody does right, what seems, you know, does what seems right in their own eyes, then our constitution, it, it can't govern it because it's set around freedom and people, you know, the, the less, we become less free the, the more we start doing these evil things and government has to come in and set laws to con- constrain us. And so um, I, I just, and, and John Adams wasn't a religious dude. He wasn't, you know, this wasn't a sermon that he preached on Sunday morning. Like, so he, I don't know. He was, uh, he was raised in the congregational church from my recollection and, and researching this and, and uh, later was uh uh, a sect of that was, which was Unitarianism, mm-hmm. um, and and you're 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 not wrong that he was not like several of the other founding fathers, not super religious, um, at least in their daily you know practice or lives. Mm-hmm. Um, like, uh, so I knew this was going to come up, so I researched a little <laughs> bit. You know, it's so like you had George Washington, who was an Anglican, right? Um, James Madison, an Episcopalian, um, not super. Um, practicing you know uh, in that uh way at all either but uh you know that's that's you know he i guess he attended church there's just not much evidence that he actually um you know practiced religiously tom thomas jefferson who arguably is probably one of the more liberal ones in this regard in that you know he, he believed in god um but you know doesn't doesn't um you know, he's just, he's classified as a deist, right? Um, and so what I think is fascinating about all this is because the very first amendment, which touches, of course, on freedom of speech, uh, freedom of the press, but also freedom to believe and worship as you see fit. And you had all of these amazing men. And sure, they're not, they weren't perfect. They had their own faults. Um we recognize that history recognizes that a lot of, you know, there's, there's a pretty popular movement to, to tear a lot of these dudes down, mm-hmm. you know, because, wow, well, they, you know, they, they, you know, Thomas Jefferson had slaves, you know, or <laughs> like, so they were, you know, horrible, terrible people or whatever. So therefore it completely discounts all of the, the work that they did. Like we, you wouldn't even be here in this nation able to say such things, and, and, and criticize your founding fathers if it weren't for the founding fathers establishing the government that we have um, and, and establishing these bills of, bill, bill of rights, especially that First Amendment, right? And it's such, a, such an irony to me. I think that we can honor and recognize people for the good deeds that they did and performed in their lives um, while acknowledging they weren't perfect people. I think that's true to this day. I think that it, like, I can look at Steve Jobs and be like, you know, I think principally as a, as a person and for some of his views that I disagree with, I could say, well, he's a terrible person. However, I recognize, you know, that he's revolutionized the world in which we live. Right. Mm 
And so, um, but you know, it seems that people want to, you know, this cancel culture is, is become so pervasive and, and frankly, downright, um, uh, I think dangerous in that, you know, we, it's either this or it's that, and there's no middle ground. And, and the, 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 the truth of the matter is, is the world is not black. It, it, there's very few areas that where it's black and white, you know, as far as like, well, you're either on this side or you're on that side, or you're either good or you're not good. Meaning that you either um, are deemed by society as being a good person, meaning that you're on the right side of all the, all the current popular issues of the day. And if you're not, then, oh, we cancel you. Oh, we tear down your statue. Okay. You go away. We, we, we write you out of the history books because you were a bad person. Right. Yeah. And that's such a, and fr- frankly, I mean, like that's, that's the opposite of who we are and who we should be as Americans and what the founding fathers were trying to create, because these were men that didn't necessarily, ag- in fact, they did not agree on a lot of things. They did not agree on concepts of religion or even God. They didn't agree on exactly what the government should be and what it should look like. You had those that wanted a much more centralized, powerful federal government and ones that wanted it to be a lot more uh, distributed out to the states, right? But there had to be this middle ground. You know, we had to bring it together and make it work, which it frankly is dang near you know perfect in that in that respect yeah it's not perfect perfect but it's dang near perfect because i'm not aware of anything else uh in the world ever before or now that is more perfect than the than the constitution of the united states of america and everything that has followed that right and that's the other thing is like i think that we can recognize just like we can recognize that within individuals um of history that had imperfections and and faults, but yet still did remarkable things. I think we too can also recognize and honor our own history and heritage as a nation, while acknowledging its own its faults as well. Have there been missteps along the way? Absolutely. Have we made have we made mistakes? Absolutely. Have, have terrible things been allowed to occur within the boundaries of this nation? Absolutely. But we can still. But, you know, and again, that's my whole point to this little diatribe of mine is that it doesn't have to be and it shouldn't be a this or that because we can we can accept the the failings and and the the less than perfect things, the mistakes, while still recognizing and honoring that this is who we are as Americans. And it's a wonderful, beautiful, glorious thing. Yeah. I mean, I, I, and I, I think that's the, it's like people try to define things and they oversimplify it and define, try to define something like our country and they, or, you know, a person's entire life by, you know, one, one event. And I, you know, if, if my life was defined by the things I did in my past, I, I mean, nobody would listen to a word I'd say and I should be locked up, you know, like I, I'm, I, every single person has faults. Every nation has faults. And I think the difference is, is like, you can be patriotic. I I mean, I'm, I'm patriotic. I served the country. I went to, you know, went to combat. I I went overseas. I, you know, um, and, and I'm, I'm, I'm proud that I did that. Um, I, does that mean that like I 
agree with every single thing that the government does? No. I mean, I think the government, our, our, our government is, is, is not functioning the way it should. And I have, you know, reservations about a lot of stuff, but I'm, uh, my patriot, my patriotism is in the principles of freedom and equality and, you know, um, the right to, um, to, to not be accosted by the government, right? To have individual property and the, uh, the ability to say what I want against the government and, and, and worship how I want it. And, and that's what I celebrate in, in, during the 4th of July, not a specific president or not a specific, you know, policy decision or this. And I think that like, I think that there's a, there's a un, un disingenuous, um, spirit behind the people that say the country is bad. It's inherently racist. It's bad. It was, it was founded on racism. It's a racist country and it's, it's not equal. Nothing is ever going to be perfect and nothing is ever going to be equal. No, no government, no group of people in, in the history of mankind, because people are, people are not good by nature, man. They're, they, they, they hurt each other. There's, they, they, they are, they're greedy. They're desiring things. Um, they're selfish. They're prideful. And that comes out in, in government. And, and so I just think that it doesn't mean that we accept those things, but we're constantly trying to address them and say, Hey, this isn't, this isn't right. And, and, and then we put in, you know, mechanisms to, keep that from happening in the future. And I, I believe that, you know, at least as great as any other country that we've done those things throughout our history, a short history. And, uh, and I think that, you know, when, when it comes around to being celebrating, you know, patriotism, then that, that's what, that's what I'm celebrating, you know, like a lot of people gave their lives for, for our freedom throughout, throughout, you know, our country's history and, and to just discount, you know, the whole, the whole thing is um, everybody was racist and everybody was a slave owner and everything was bad. And, mm-hmm. and it's like, that, that does injustice to, to so many people in, in, in a legacy that, that is not, it's, it's not deserving of that. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Um, I did not expect us to get quite so deep so quickly in this episode. <laughs> um, it's really good stuff. I mean, so realize, folks, that a lot of this is almost a, like a continuation of this conversation that Matthew and I were having uh, a number of days ago. And, um, you know, so I, I think probably an interesting you know way to approach this, right, is um, so a lot of what we talked about so far um, in honoring, you know, our country, honoring uh, the founding of America, uh, after all, reckon, you know, celebrating this uh, Independence Day that's coming up. Uh, we've A lot of what we touched on so far is, is kind of central to what the First Amendment of the Bill of Rights uh, blessed us with, right? Um, again, allowing us to worship and um, have religious views of, you know, whatever those may be, um, allowing for the free exercise of those. Um, and then again, having the freedom of speech and of the press. Um, we'll see first amendment also, uh, covers the, the right to peaceably assemble. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. And, uh, the final piece of that is to, um, 
petition the government for uh, redress of gre- grievances, right? So, the, like, there, there's a lot packed into that First Amendment. Like, it that is, there's a lot packed in there. I mean, but but clearly at the core of it is is who we are as individuals and what we believe and how we want to choose to live our lives and express ourselves. And then if there's something there that is being infringed upon um, by the government, like we, we, we should be able to petition the government and say, you're infringing upon me, mm-hmm. right? Upon my individual liberties. And that that is, that is an inherent right. Because what happens in other governments, in other countries, right? You do that, you speak up against your government, boom, pow. I mean, like, look at what's going on in Russia right now, right? Uh, which is, I mean, it's chaos over there right now. But, you know, you had this like little mini coup that they tried to uh, orchestrate last weekend, uh, Friday, Friday thereabouts, something like that, Friday, Saturday. And uh, supposedly that came to a uh, conclusion peaceably. Uh, but now somebody that's high up in the military has suddenly gone missing. You know, like nobody knows where he is. You know, so it's like somebody said something or did something you know, somewhere, and whew, we just make him disappear. You know, um, there's a lot contained in the First Amendment, and that's that's so 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 important. I do want to make sure we focus a little bit on the Second Amendment here today, but there is one other thing um, that I want to touch on, uh, which has to do with some of the other amendments because I think this is a, a nice, convenient uh, segue, because uh, you've got uh, uh, the Fourth Amendment, right, dealing with uh, right to your property, meaning that you don't, you know, you don't have the right to just be searched or have property seized without uh, probable cause, without warrants, etc. Um, and also the Fifth Amendment, which, you know, is so key in terms of having a due process of law is so important. The reason I bring those up is because I'm going to segue real quick and say today's episode is sponsored by CCW Safe. And one of the things that is so important is if you are ever involved in some kind of uh, self-defense use of force, uh, you want to have a fantastic, wonderful, awesome company. And they are all those things because of who they who is who is behind those companies. Some of these people I know personally. And uh you know, respect the world out of the the legal team and the leadership team at CCW Safe. I know backs their clients and ensures that due process of law will be followed, ensures that your rights will not be violated, and will make sure that you have the uh, legal advice and guidance that you need to navigate the chaos that follows an intense, legally cumbersome sometimes. Uh, uh, you know, aftermath of being involved in some kind of use of force incident, P- particularly if you had to pull a gun and use a gun in defense, you're going to want a team like CCW Safe backing you up. And that's the key. They will back you up. They've evidenced that through a number of cases, most high profile one, of course, we've talked about and we even interviewed on this podcast a couple years ago, Stephen Maddox. We know they'll stand behind you. Sign up today for CCW Safe. Go to ccwsafe.com. Consider using the discount code CC Podcast for Concealed Carry Podcast. CC Podcast and save 10% off of CCW Safe membership today. And Guardian Nation members, that's our members, uh, those that are part of our special uh, membership program called Guardian Nation. 
those members save 20% if they use the code that's included in their members dashboard area. Go to ccwsafe.com today and get signed up. So um, let's talk about the Second Amendment. Mm-hmm. Where did uh, where did the, everything begin? You know, I mean, there was a lot going on. Uh, if you follow, if you study the history in the you know 1760s, 1770s, uh, leading up to the Revolutionary War, um, there was a lot going on, right? But basically, what you had right is is a government, uh, relatively loose government, right? Meaning that you had a king, you know, a monarch across the water, across the pond in England, who is the the technical ruler of this massive nation across the pond. Um, one that's, that you don't even know the full extents of, right? Cause they hadn't even explored all of it yet. All I know is it's this big, big, big chunk of land and the King of England is the ruler, right? And so then you'd have, uh, governors of various, uh, colonies that would be appointed by that King and they'd serve at his will and, you know, providing the local, uh, governance, for the various colonies that were formed, right? And so through all of that, you know, of course, this is a, this is a monarchy. And uh, uh, yet you're, you know, thousands of miles away. And most people probably live their day-to-day lives not really thinking about a king, you know, just doing their thing, right? But then every once in a while, certain things would come up. Oh, hey, a tax, or another tax, a new tax, an additional tax, right? Because there, um, you know, it was there was a, the stamp tax. There was taxes being levied against tobacco, against other goods that, that were being provided, that were being you know harvested or made here in the in the colonies, and then exported a lot of times elsewhere. Um, a lot of money in, in in those things. I mean, this is a this country is an amazing place in terms of the resources that it has available. And uh, the King of England and the English government recognized that, right? And so I think more or less they tried to let people do their thing, but at the same time, they needed to dip their hands into that pot and say, mm, I need I need my little bit. I need a little taste of that. need my share, right? Um, but uh, over the years, things became a little bit more onerous. You know, tea, that was another big one, right? Uh, tea especially was was a popular uh, drink of choice and was imported. And then that began, began to be taxed, right? Um, eventually, though, we got up to a point where, you know, we were, we're under all these taxes and all these, these rules and regulations. Um, just being able to print you know, a, a newspaper, if you will, or even like pamphlets to, to distribute. Uh, there was a tax associated with that. So so there wasn't even like a freedom of speech, like a true freedom, because that was taxed and being able to express your views and publish those views to the public. Um, but things started getting really dicey in the New England, New England area, especially in and around Boston. Boston was like ground zero for so much of this. Right. And so at some point things start getting out of hand and the local government is like, um, yeah, we need to do something about this. And these people are like, you know, they're, they're getting, they're getting pretty wound up. (laughs) Maybe we should, uh, consider taking some of their weapons away. (laughs) How did that go? (laughs) 
Not so well. Not so well. <laughs> Not so well at all. Boston basically became locked down um, for a time. And yeah, so next thing you know, people say, yeah, we've had enough and uh, we're, we're going to do what we are going to do. And King of England, you you over there across the pond, like you're way over there. Uh, we're going to do what we want to do now. We're done dealing with you, right? One thing led to another, and of course, you had riots in Boston. You had uh, some skirmishes. Um, of course, one of the the, the 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 like first major battle, if you're not considering Lexington and Concord, but you had um, shortly after that uh, the ba- uh, battle on uh, oh, what was the hill Bunk- Bunker Hill, Bunker, yeah. right? <clears throat> yeah. So, like I said, that's that was kind of ground zero, but it all came. I mean. There was a lot of issues at play, but like the tipping point was when the government said, um, we're taking your guns and ammo. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so, so many interesting parallels to, I mean, it, this is honestly is the ongoing conflict for us as a people, um, because throughout now our almost 250 year history, uh, since the founding of this country, like so many times along the way. We're like, hey, we we like you you touched on earlier, giving up uh, our rights, our Second Amendment rights, you know, for a little bit of safety, security, giving up freedoms mm-hmm. for security, um, which we know is a dangerous proposition. But that is really the battle, and that's the battle we find ourselves in right now. I mean, it, it's there's a lot of good things going for us currently in on the Second Amendment front, meaning that more states than ever before have or recognize some form of like constitutional carry or permitless carry. Um, You're seeing a lot of court rulings going, going our way Mm -hmm. with respect to the second amendment, but there's still a very powerful, well-funded movement to disarm us as people. I just saw yesterday, or maybe it was the day before that the chief of police of Tulsa, Oklahoma, just stated, hey, you know, uh, maybe we should uh, have a little bit more gun control here mm-hmm. to help ensure our, our safety and security because crime's getting a bit out of whack. Yeah. Yeah, that's what he said. He, he said, I'm, uh, he said, ultimately, I'm a Second Amendment guy. I own guns, of course, but I'm okay but- giving up some of that freedom. <laughs> yeah. It's, it, and it's always, always be careful when somebody's like, I'm this, but it's like, no, dude, like, stop, <laughs> you know? And, and I wonder, like, uh, you touched on something and it was interesting because, like, we see in the media, in, in, you know, in culture, um, that, you know, uh, you know, America is, is, you know, uh, is really, uh, primed for gun control and most people want gun control and common sense and this and that. And, and so, um, it, that's what we're told. And then you see an exact opposite in this, in m- most of the state legis, many of the state legislators, legislatures are going the opposite way. And with the Bruin, uh, decision, especially like we're seeing gun rights, being restored and governments, you know, local governments having, having to um, actually justify the laws, these gun control laws. And and I'm wondering, like, some of this, I feel in maybe I'm, I'm wrong, but you know, it, it, I, I, I think that COVID really exposed mm-hmm. a lot, like it, it kind of 
pulled like the, a scab off the wound and said like, because before COVID, there were a lot of people that said, oh, the government would never do this. The government would never come and shut down church or arrest somebody for going out of their their house or going to see their neighbor, or the government would never do this or mandate this or force me to do that. That's crazy. And and so I think like we saw on a massive scale, not just our government, but like worldwide governments just really restraining the individual liberties of people. And I think that even uh, people that aren't necessarily pro second amendment people, they're pro freedom yeah. people. They're, they, and so they're like, wait a second. Like I'm not, I'm, I'm not for like mass shootings and guns, you know, like, but like, I'm also not for what's going on. And it seems like these people that were been screaming about the slippery slope might be onto something. And, you know, if our rights start eroding and then somebody steps up and says, Hey, you know, don't take our rights away. And they say, well, the government, we have nukes and you don't. So what are you going to do with your guns? We're not afraid of you. I think people like normal people are just like, hang on, this is a little extreme, man. Like this is not the government. Like I knew three years ago. And so I think that's driving a lot of the like second amendment in, in just basic, you know, and, and first amendment, the, when the first amendment's under attack, the second amendment, I, I, I think it, it starts to make people a little uneasy. Yeah. Uh, you're spot on. I mean, the, you, yeah. <laughs> um, it is interesting. We have seen some of that as almost like a movement of sorts, right? Where you're seeing more and more people waking up to the concept of freedoms uh, being eroded. Uh, yeah, COVID exposed so much of that. Uh, and frankly, we gave up so much. Uh, looking back, of course, it's always, you know, hindsight's always twenty twenty. relatively speaking. You know, we look back, we're like, oh my goodness, I can't believe we did that or we allowed this. Um, you know, I remember as we were going through that, I mean, obviously, I mean, it's not that long ago and um, we've been doing this podcast for a long time, but I remember thinking like, wow, man, we're, we're, we're giving up too much here. Like we're, um, there's the, the government just has so much control, so much power now over what we're able to do, where we're able to go, when, how, you know, whether we can where or whether we can do it without a mask on our face or not. Um, you know, how many people are part of this meeting? Oh, well, now we got to be masked up or, you know, air travel, my goodness, for how long that went on. And, um, we gave up too much you know and I, I was concerned about it then i mean I, you everybody remembers the flatten the curve you know <laughs> two three weeks like got to flatten the curve just a little sacrifice now and it's gonna make you know a big difference and save a lot of lives uh and that was just the start that was just the beginning mm -hmm. and i mean it opened up pandora's box as far as like this this whole slew of regulations and regulatory control over what we could do with our lives, what we could do with our businesses. Right. And then yeah. of course, uh, I don't want to, you know, we, we can get way super political or whatever too about it. Uh, but, you know, just even like the, 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 the amount of financial debt we went into as a country to make all of those restrictions possible, mm -hmm. you know, to, to put pe money in people's pockets, money, which was borrowed much of it probably from our enemies. Right. Right such an interesting time we we live in but you're seeing people 
um, waking up and have uh, you know awakened actually kind of reminds me you know speaking of awakening uh awaken with jp you know that uh that fella that does all those you know funny uh youtube skits and, and social media skits and whatnot and like i think he's one of those that you could point at as a as like a very public case study of someone that was you know was a comedian and kind of maybe leaned a little bit left and over and since covid has really swung Mm-hmm. Now, like hardcore right, dang near, you know, uh, and so that's really kind of a fascinating case study. Um, and I don't think that he's alone. I think there's a lot of people that fall into that boat. <sighs> Second Amendment is so key to everything. And this is why I have said before, and I'll say again, that I am pretty much a a, a, a single issue you know, a uh, voter, meaning that, you know, there's a lot of things I will vote for where it comes to uh, looking at political candidates. Uh, but there is one issue that for sure will earn a non-vote. And that is someone that does not support the second amendment, because I think it is the, uh, it is the, what's the word? Uh, it is, I mean, the, whether or not you support the Second Amendment, like fully, uh, and you don't have these, you know, but statements that follow what you what you say you believe, uh, it, it is the 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 litmus test. There we go, that s- suggests where you're at on the spectrum of freedom, mm-hmm. because a politician, a government leader, that is comfortable with the idea of his constituents, his or her constituents, having guns and owning guns and being able to carry them around and be able to use them in self-defense even, like that's, that's I mean, that's a huge litmus, litmus test. Because that's, I mean, like, just think about that, right? You know, like your government leaders are okay with that. Like, that's a powerful thing. Because mm-hmm. the opposite of that is is a very scary thing. Right, and it also suggests uh, how you feel about a lot of other issues surrounding freedom, right? And 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 mainly because without the Second Amendment, nothing else has any teeth. In fact, like the ultimate petition for redress from the government is the one where we say, "Nah, you work for us, not the other way around," and uh, you push us too far. We'll, we'll, we'll push the reset button. Now, I'll be clear and careful here. I'm not saying like, hey, guys, get out in the streets. Let's revolt and let's start a revolution here. I'm not calling for that, at least not yet. But like that's that's a remarkable thing that you even read in our founding documents of this nation as far as like, I mean, because that, that's how this came to be in the first place. As we said, yeah. enough's enough and we're revolutionizing like yeah i mean go for it no no, i i mean just read the declaration of independence i mean it's in 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 like you i'm not i'm not i i don't think i'm not calling for some uprising military upper i'm I'm not i'm not calling for that i'm just saying if you look at our uh, there was a point where the 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 people said this is a line that we cannot cross because if we cross this line we can't come back and if they come and take our firearms, 
we, we there is no way we're coming back from this. We are subjects perpetually to Great Britain. And this is the line. And, and whatever that line is, you know, maybe, you know, and, and you can devotionalize this in, individually, like this is my line where I won't vote for this candidate or I will stand up for, you know, this cause if it gets to this. You, you can make those kind of judgment calls. Like, and I think we should, you know, but like as a country, as a nation, there are people that were saying, look, dude, we're, we'll die one way or the other. We're either going to hang uh, you know, because this is going to fail or we're going to die in battle or we're going to survive and eventually we'll die, you know, but we're, we're going to die doing what we believe is the right thing in, in, in pursuing freedom in, in, in the right thing. And, um, and it might not be something that we get to actually like live under, but for our, uh, you know, our, our, our generations, um, we want to, we want to provide this for generations. And I think that, um, you know, I, it, it, it's a tough thing because, you know, there are things that I look at and, you know, I don't, I don't ever regret my military service going overseas and, and doing the things, um, I I've had friends that died in, in, in overseas and, and, and looking back at these conflicts and stuff, you know, I, 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 I always wondered how do these, when I came, you know, when I got in, in, into the military, I looked at like Vietnam veterans and, and they were, you know, I saw like pictures and, and videos of them, like throwing back medals and saying like, you know, they were, they were, dis- they were, disgruntled with the the government. And I'm like, man, these guys are, they fought for our freedoms and, and all this. And they were, they were patriots. And how could they do that? And, and I think as you get older and as you have more, uh, I guess experiences and you, you, you look at things, you're like, man, was, was this necessary? Were these skirmishes that we fought necessary for freedom? We're fighting for freedom for this country or democracy in this country, in that country. But in our own country, we're watching our freedoms erode and we're seeing individual freedoms being taken away little by little. And, and again, I'm not calling for a, a physical war, civil war, but we, I believe that we are in a, 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 a civil ideological war in our country. Uh, without a doubt, there is a, there is a vast chasm between what this half of the country and this half of the country mm. believe. And I think that that's just a, a volatile situation because ideologically there's so it's not even close. Like both sides have, have really pushed to the corners and I don't know how that resolves. And um, I, I, I pray that it, it, it doesn't, we, we don't enter into some physical conflict uh, amongst each other and in um, with the government, but like, it, it, it's sometimes it, you know, at times like this, you reflect and you're like, man, these guys fought against, you know, the, the largest superpower of the time to earn, you know, a chance at, at liberty and freedom and individual rights. And, um, and we have people that are just giving that away for, for what, for, you know, uh, you know, increased, uh, you know, government assistance or, or a, a promise of peace and a promise of this and that and safety, which never comes, you know, like giving your guns and, and we'll make the streets safe. When have you ever made the streets safe? That's the, you can't do like, you know what I mean? Like you're promising stuff that we know that you can't deliver on. And you're asking us to give so much 
by giving away freedom. And, and I just, I don't know. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a weird place, man. Yeah. I don't know how, man. Yeah. You're, you're spot on as far as just how divided we have become ideologically and, and in so many different ways in this country. Uh, one way that we see that we are, you know, becoming more and more divided is uh, particularly at the state level. I mean, when you look, like we got Chris here talking about why he left California uh, because he couldn't stand the politicians who wanted to trample on our Second Amendment rights. Like, good on you, Chris, right? Um, like, bravo, you know, to say, hey, enough's enough and I'm, I'm out. Uh, meanwhile, I, I have many friends and even family that live in California uh, and that are freedom-loving Americans, that are gun-toting Americans and, you know, are trying to fight the good fight behind enemy lines. Um, but you see, you know, states like California, Oregon, Washington State even, you know, even states that we used to think were kind of relatively safe. Like, I mean, Washington was pretty safe from like a Second Amendment perspective for a lot of years all, until all of a sudden it wasn't. And now it's taking a hard left turn. Um, New York State, New Jersey, um, Illinois, okay, Um I mean, we obviously know about Chicago, but recently Illinois state legislature has been trying to, uh, you know, pass uh, additional gun control legislation. Um, meanwhile, you got states like, you know, Utah and Florida and Texas and, and others that are, you know, like going hard right, you know? And so um, how is that resolved, right? You know, because it seems like less and less we're interested in trying to work together and craft solutions. Um, but rather, oh, you're on that side. Well, I'm on this side, and so guess what? We can't. We can't even be friends. We can't talk. We can't associate. You're wrong. I'm right. And and I get that. There's those even you know viewing or listening to this podcast right now that maybe feel about the other the other side that way too. That hey, they're wrong. We're right. And I believe we're on the right side of history, especially where it comes to like Second Amendment issues. I do. However, we also live in a country and always have done so. And like, even again, I started this episode talking about in the beginning how, you know, even amongst the founding fathers, there were many issues they disagreed about, but they still had to get together and work together. I mean, you look at how we eventually finally declared independence in 1776 and these, these holdouts, like you had, you know, those in, in Pennsylvania, um, uh, what was it? Connecticut, I think was another one. Like there were a few, you know, these, some of these representatives from these different colonies that, I mean, they did not want to declare independence from, from England. Mm -hmm. Right. Like this was a contentious issue. It was a difficult issue. Right. But still we had to work together and, 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 you know, and, and that's actually a perfect segue because I was going to talk about that, you know, in, uh, 1754, Ben Franklin drew up was what is known now as probably the first ever like political cartoon. And it's known as the join or die political cartoon or image. This was this was used to represent a divided, uh, uh, you know, body of colonies and was used to say, Hey, look, uh, we've got to get on the same team. We've got to get unified 
Because if we're not unified, just like this snake is cut up into pieces and this snake is dead, you can tell because its head's just sitting there and its tongue's like, eh. <laughs> you either got to get on the team, join, or die. Mm-hmm. And whether we, you know, believe we're on the right side or not, like we can, we can, you know, pound our, our war drums as much as we want to, uh, we will die, you know, as a nation, if we don't manage to somehow unite with the other side, keep these, these states united. I mean, we talk about secession, you know, like, well, maybe, you know, such, such state, you know, will secede from the union. Uh, maybe a group of states try to secede, um, of con- conservative states, let's say, or some people will joke about, ah, California, Oregon, you know, the West Coast, they could just fall off into the ocean. And I get it. Like, I, I chuckle at some of that, too. But at the same time, like, what does the future look like if if this union is, in fact, broken up? And frankly, I think that the, the difficult reality, uh, difficult one to know with certainty and difficult, too, because it's something that's difficult to accept, is that we'll probably be gobbled up by some other superpower in the world if we don't manage to keep these 50 United States together because we will become divided, tribalized, broken up into bits and pieces. What do you think? You think China is not going to step in and try to take advantage of that or Russia or some other country out there? Mm -hmm. So I think it's, uh, anyway, this is a great reminder and that's, partly why this is on the KSG Armory's unshirt, join or die, okay, as drawn by Ben Franklin. And again, on the front of these shirts, KSG Armory, knowledge, skills, gear, which is what KSG start, stands for. And you'll see in the logo of KSG, you see the same snake, hmm. right? little reminder there. I mean, one, it's a symbol of, uh, of our independence and what we fought for, because while that was first published in 1754, it remained a symbol and was used regularly in print and newspapers and magazines all the way up through the Revolutionary War to remind people of, you know, and, and there's even a great little image out there. I've, I've come across once or twice from uh, one of the newspapers, you know, in one of the colonies and you see the little snake and it's in, in this case, it's drawn. It's part of like the header of the newspaper. It's drawn as, as a whole. You know, it's not segmented up showing, hey, we are united. Um, you know, we're, we're on the same team here and we're fighting for our freedom, right? Nice mm-hmm. little reminder. Anyway, pick up a KSG Armory sun shirt, uh, 15% off if you use the discount code KSG Loves America. KSG Loves America, 15% off. And that will only last through the month of July, from now through the end of July. A little bit of a celebration for Independence Day, but I decided to let that that code go a little bit longer. Okay, so there you go. So, uh, where do we uh, wrap this up, Matthew? We've been going for almost an hour, and we've talked about a lot of different things. And obviously, our our country faces a lot of challenges and a lot of issues uh, moving forward. Um, how do we start uh, kind of summarizing or or bringing this to a conclusion for at least today's purposes? Yeah, well, I, I think we got to be a little controversial. I got to throw something in that'll. <laughs> I don't, uh, so I, I don't know. Like, I he, he, here, here's I when you were talking about like 
joining together, right? Like, and I know some people are going to be like, oh, well, you're saying compromise. And, and I, I don't, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I, I, I don't hear you saying compromise and give up Second Amendment rights. What I'm, what, what I think is our country has been great at, we go back to, to the freedom of being able to speak in public and, and, and say unpopular things. And in that, the best, if you allow people to do that, then the best ideas surface to the top and they may not be perfect ideas, but they're the best that people can come up with at that time. And they surface to the top and, and that's what, you know, that's, that's the direction we go. I think the issue is, is you can disagree with, you have every right to disagree adamantly with me, with me, anybody, right? Like, and I have, I can disagree with people a hundred percent, but what I don't get to do is say, you don't get a right to say anything that your opinion is verboten and you need to be taken off social media. You need to be silenced because you, you know, you, we don't like what you have to say because then you only get one perspective and that's a very dangerous place to be governmentally mindset, whatever it might be culturally. And so I think what we need to do is start to, to tolerate each other's differences of opinion. We can stand up and voice our opinion and say, I disagree with you, but I don't think um, that the government should step in and pick and choose what what speech gets to be said and what is right and what is wrong because that is antithetical to freedom. It's it, you know, and so just like speech and religion and in assembly and all that, the Second Amendment you you can't you can't say well you get to own this gun and you don't get to own that gun because this gun scares me and somebody used it in a bad way but this gun is okay for now until somebody chooses to do something bad with that one and then we'll take that one away you just don't get to do that and so i think we need to stay to our principles we need to be principally oriented and 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 stay focused on principles let that guide us and not emotion of the of the times and um and yeah like celebrate freedom, man, like celebrate the patriotism and, and, and all that. But remember, like, you know, like freedom is only as far, like it, it could, it could be gone tomorrow. Right. Like it's only what, what's, I don't know what the quote or the, it, it, you know, it's, we're only one generation away from, from losing our freedoms or something along that yeah. line. Right. Like, and so that's, that's very true. Yeah. Here's what I would say. I, I appreciate your thoughts. Because um, you're right, I did not use the words compromise. Um, mm-hmm. And I will not use those words compromise. I will say that we need to find solutions. Mm-hmm. And that we need to find common ground. Yeah, some people might hear that and think, well, you, you're talking about compromise, right? No, not necessarily. Okay. I'm reminded of, um, I think it was on July 1st of 1776. It was just before you know, they finally secured... Uh, you know, everybody's, you know, uh, final approval, if you will, of the, uh, this declaration of independence, John Adams gave a speech in front of, um, you know, in Philadelphia, in front of all these men and uh, pretty good speech, but, you know, by all accounts, um, very passionate. And John, John Adams was a fantastic orator. Of course, he was an attorney, uh, a lawyer by profession and you know, pretty good at his job uh, from what I understand. Um, John Adams had a very strong viewpoint about what we needed to do. 
as a nation. And he didn't uh, give up in that viewpoint. He didn't concede any points. He didn't compromise. But what he did is he continued to, and I think this is true of everything that, that had to take place leading up to July 4th of 1776, is that we needed to find common ground. There were those that did not wish to declare independence from, from Britain. But we needed to find common ground and help bring them to that side, to that side of, you know, to that belief. And that's one where you stand for what you stand for. You stand for your, um, you know, for your your viewpoint that you believe is correct and true. And again, I believe we're on the right side with respect to the Second Amendment and the rights secured by it. And so we don't give up on that. We try to find common ground with, uh, you know, it's kind of like what we were talking about earlier with respect to how many people are starting to see the light a little bit with respect to the, uh, with everything that happened during COVID, right? And it's like, hey, you saw how that went. You saw the freedoms that were given up. Now look what else is at stake. And so you don't give up. You don't give in. You keep preaching the good word. And you, and, and. And it's not that you say, I, we're right and you're wrong. No, it's where do we stand on common ground? What's important to you and what's important to me? I promise you we can find that. And then we build off of that. And that's how we win hearts and minds. I'm convinced of that. That's how it's been done before. It's how it was done 240 some odd years ago. To bring all the representatives from all the different colonies together to finally say, Okay, we're in. Declaration mm-hmm. of Independence. Let's do this. Right on. That's where I'll leave it. Appreciate you all for uh, being uh, with us for this special episode today, celebrating Independence Day. Uh, this uh, should be published right close to around uh, Independence Day is my hope. Uh, so that uh, you all can hear this. We do wish that you have a lovely weekend this coming up. This is the weekend, you know, again, this is Friday, June 30th. So this coming weekend is the closest one to the holiday weekend or to the holiday itself. Hope that you have a wonderful weekend. Be safe celebrating. Enjoy time with your families, your friends, and others that are important to you. Be safe out on the roads. A lot of people traveling around this time of year. A lot of accidents. Be smart, be sane, be prudent, make good choices and decisions. And I mean that in all all things, whether it's with respect to the use of force, carrying your gun, uh, drinking, driving, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, yes, uh, God bless you all. God bless this nation. May it continue to thrive. May it continue to grow. Maybe May it continue to be strengthened. It's not going to be without its challenges, but let's not forget where we came from, what we fought through. None of that was easy back then either, and I know that we can continue to succeed even now where so much seems so grim and dim. But much love to you all, those of you that are God-fearing. I believe God will help us as well. Don't lose your hope. Don't lose your faith. And happy Independence Day to everyone out there. Matthew, appreciate you. Good, sir. You too. You too. Thank you, man. So until next time, a reminder to train right, train often, and train safe so you can fight hard, fight fast, and fight true. Take care. 